sit down and buckle up. It's time for Track Talk with Bryce Sparling and Matt Ridgeway. Lights out and away we go with another fantastic edition of DM5's Track Talk. I am Bryce Sparling. With me as always, fresh off his first trip to Coda, is Mr. Matt Ridgeway. Matt, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. Um, I'm ready to uh, turn the page on Coda and another crap weekend and uh, looking forward to some short tracks coming up with a driver that should be pretty competitive on those. Yeah, should be good at short tracks for Ryan Priest. We saw him at the Clash this year, very competitive until the fuel pump went out. Um, man, y'all have had such a run of bad luck uh, this year to start the year. It's it, it's got to turn around at some point. It continued at Coda. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to the ser- uh, Cup Series. But, you know, I feel like a lot of drivers had a lot of, I don't know if it's bad luck or just kind of the circumstances they were racing on uh, this week at Coda. But the, uh, the trucks were there. Zane Smith becomes the first repeat NASCAR winner at Coda. The reigning series champion held off veteran Kyle Boosh to claim the second straight victory in Saturday's Expel 225 NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series race. Did you get to watch much of the truck race at Coda? Uh, I actually saw just about all of it. We um, we went to a Top Golf after qualifying was over. And cool. So we, we hung out, had a couple beers, and watched the truck race at our Top Golf. Nice. That's awesome, man. A little, little <clears throat> team bonding experience thing. Yeah, yeah, kind of that, pretty much. Pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, the 23-year-old California number 38 Front Row Motorsports Ford led the final 15 laps, a race best of 16 of 42 laps in all, and crossed the finish line almost five and a half seconds ahead of Kyle Busch. He really dominated the last, uh, not stage, because we didn't have stage racing, thank God, this weekend, but sort of the last bulk of laps there the win makes smith's front row motorsports team a perfect three for three in the craftsman truck series races at coda todd gilliland won the 2021 inaugural event there what makes those front row motorsports trucks so good at coda uh they must have something going on with the setup but honestly zane smith is a talent to keep an eye on i mean you want to talk about rising through the ranks super quickly uh that guy may skip the Xfinity series next year. Like there are already there his name's already being tossed around in a couple of different organizations uh that we're hearing in the cup garage. So uh, that guy insanely talented in the Ford camp uh will will stay I think he's contracted through Ford the Ford development program. So um uh, look for him in a Ford in a higher series next year, whether that Xfinity or Cup. Honestly, I think he makes the difference. Kyle Busch had a faster truck than him. I think had the fastest truck all day. They kind of screwed up their strategy um, with with a pit stop or, or a lack thereof. Um, <clears throat> either way, I can't. I I didn't have audio obviously at the Top Golf. I it was just on the TV, so I wasn't. I couldn't hear everything that was going down. But on that final restart. Uh, Kyle Busch was fighting with another second and third place were battling it out. No, Busch was coming from further back in the field. Yeah, he was coming back and, from like eighth or ninth, I think. And was on a tear. Yeah. Uh, but by the time he got to, to third place, really, there was no chance that he was going to catch. I mean, he would have had to do multiple seconds a lap faster 
which is just not possible. At that point, you're hoping for a caution or Zane to screw it up if you're Kyle Busch. Um, so they kind of threw that one away. I don't know exactly what happened, uh, but it looked like Kyle Busch had the best truck of the day, and Zane Smith uh, just held a perfect wheel all afternoon, and, and sometimes that's all you got to do. Somebody else will take themselves out of it. Yeah, Bush would have restarted a little bit further up in that last restart or not lost as many positions. I think he would have came back and won that won that race, but just too far back, not enough laps to uh, to make up. Ford driver Ty Majeski, uh, Toyota's Tyler Ancrum, and last year's NASCAR Cup Series Toyota winner Ross Chastain in a Chevrolet rounded out the top five. Haley Deegan had a really strong run until she got uh, spun, essentially. Um, got hit, turned around. I think she ended up finishing like 13th or 14th, but no fall of her own. She had a really fast car and was probably fighting for a top five just on speed. Yeah, I think the she got up to sixth, I think is what I saw in timing and scoring. And they kept showing her like, imagine that, a track where the trucks get spaced out and an actual driving talent's required. Uh, and she kind of rises to the top. I just, I just don't think the truck series with the way that it's structured and the people that are in it are where Haley needs to be racing. I think she needs to be moved up into the Xfinity or hell, moved down into the Arca maybe to gain some confidence. I don't know, but Trucks is not, it, it's just not working out for her. They just don't race her with the respect. I think she's kind of got a reputation in that series that she can be pushed around and bullied. And I think the dude that wrecked her was like a renter ride. Like he's like some road course expert that has never raced in the trucks before. And he just, bought the truck for the weekend so he can run in his home state of texas and i don't remember who it was that turned yeah, it around I, I don't remember i i saw it i think she had multiple she had more than one because when i saw her running six her like the whole right front fender was caved in um but honestly that was not, a turn one event it I, may I think, have been yeah but that's not the worst thing to happen there because it, if anything it's just arrows less dependent and your brakes it's going to keep your tire and your brakes cooler on that right side so honestly, that was probably not a disadvantage. That's probably why you didn't see them put a huge hunk of bear bond over it, because uh, <laughs> it was not hurting the performance of that truck. Just um, keeps that keep that tire and that uh, that brake pad a little cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, good run for her. I mean, she shows she shows impressively at road courses and and tracks that require talent and allow the trucks to get spaced out and not racing on top of each other. Um, but, we saw that in the SRX series that she was able to run up top yeah. with, you know, and, and run competitively, which that should be starting soon, I think, right? In like a week, uh, in like, a, like a month or two, I think? Yeah, SRX I think series? it's a summer series, so maybe a little bit later, May, maybe May, yeah, I'm not, sure. not real yeah. sure. I know it's on Wednesday nights on ESPN, so I'll get to watch them all. Excited. Sweet, there you go, that's awesome. Uh, it's the second victory of the year for Smith, who won the season opener at Daytona 2, the same first two victories he earned in his 2022 championship season as well. So starting off uh, starting off the 2022 season, just like he did the uh, the 2023 season. So uh, like you said, Zane Smith getting a lot, of, uh, a lot of pub and a lot of pomp and circumstance around him, possibly go into the Xfinity or even skipping the Xfinity going straight to the Cup Series, which would be... It'll be very interesting to see where Zane Smith uh, lands after this year to see what he does uh, the rest of this year. In the Xfinity Series, Mayor Humdinger started on the pole position and won the NASCAR Xfinity Series Pit Boss 250, presented by USA Today Saturday at Coda. 
The 46 laps between the green and checkered flags, however, were dramatic and full of emotions, highs and low for the veteran Mayor Humdinger, who led after 14 laps to start the race and the final 14 laps to close the race out. The series all-time road course winner earned his 11th road course trophy and 16th career Xfinity Series victory, despite having to navigate through the field and falling back to 25th place during a mid-race green flag pit stop. There is no doubt that AJ Allmendinger had the best car but, uh, all, uh, all night, all day long, but there is no reason he needed to go in there and punt Sheldon Creed, who had a strong race going. Uh, AJ Allmendinger went in there and just turned him around, just straight turned him around. Didn't And he didn't need to. Allmendinger's car was way better than Creed's. It was way better than everybody's. He was driving better than everybody. And I guess he got frustrated sitting behind Creed for too long and just punted him off the race, which sucked for Creed because he had a good car, was running a good race. Yeah, that's that's AJ Allmendinger in a nutshell. Like, very likable personality, very likable guy off the track, worked hard for his success. Um, uh, like, a, it was a big deal that he gets back into the Cup Series this year after several years out of it. But he, he drives like an a-hole every time he gets behind me. He's one of those guys like a Joey Logano and just Ross Chastain. Just as soon as very likable personalities, very friendly, smile at you, but but will absolutely turn you for virtually no reason whatsoever just because they can and you can't stop them. Like, that... I, I hate these guys. Like, I, I physically want to fight them when I see stuff like this just because there was, like you said, I mean, you captured it perfectly. There was absolutely no reason for it. He could have gotten around them cleanly, but he chose not to because that's who he is as a person and screw him. Hey, dude, it's ridiculous, man. Like, uh, I, he got up to Chastain, or uh, Chastain, or Almondinger got up to Creed, and I was like, this is going to be a good maybe lap, lap and a half battle. Like, Almondinger is going to pass me. He has a better car. He's a better racer. It is what it is. But this should be a good battle. And, like, I, I, they went through maybe five or six turns, and Almondinger just got tired of it and just, just punted him. Just, yep. Just turned him right off the field. And it wasn't like it was like it was, a, it was a turn one slide job or anything like that. Like, it was just a straight turn. Like, that's, I, I don't know. It was. That's it was, who he is. That's who he is as a person. That's not a, oops, my bad. That's that's who A.J. Almondinger is. Uh, straight up turned him. So, A.J. Almondinger wins the Xfinity Series race. I mean, he had the best car going from 25th to second. That was that was kind of fun uh, watching him work through the field, but getting up to the lead and just, just punting Creed out of the way sort of put a, a, a poopy ending on on what was a phenomenal, you know, job working up uh, through the field. In the Cup Series, Tyler Reddick prevailed in the 692 NASCAR overtime restarts we had on Sunday to claim his first trophy of the year and his first for his new team, 23 Racing, with a 1.4 second victory over two-time series champion Kyle Busch in the Echo Park Automatic or Automotive Grand Prix, <laughs> uh, the NASCAR Cup Series' first road course race of the season. So Kyle Busch gets two second place uh finishes this weekend that's um i know he's not gonna be happy about that because you know it's kyle bush but you know as as a, as a fan sitting back i'm like ah, that's pretty good you know two second place finishes i know he's not gonna enjoy it i know he's not gonna be happy but not bad at a road course where uh everybody was getting punted off left and right matt we got to do something about these green white checker finishes man we can't have a, like a, get rid of them yes yeah or just do one one green white checker no i don't even you're not getting to me that's fine you go ahead. I'll I'll counter this. Go ahead. I, I would say one. Give me one. Give me one green white checkered finish. 
to try to finish under under green. I love the idea of trying to finish under green. In that green-white checker, if there is a yellow flag before the white flag flies, then we finish under coffin. That's fine. That's we, we tried it. We gave it one attempt. We gave it the old college try. It didn't work. Now we finish under caution. That's fine. Okay, now to counter that, I feel like that's just a that's just a fan um, trying to appease the fans. Because yep. you know what you're going to do in your one NASCAR overtime? You're going to absolutely send it and cause a caution. And you know, it doesn't matter because you know this is the one attempt and the race is over when it's over. So I'm sending it 19 spots down the track into turn one. I'm going to obliterate who's ever trying to make that corner. And there's going to be a caution. And I'm going to finish 17 spots better than where I would have entered turn one. Like so that's the, that's what, and that's what all of it is. That's, that is why we had 796 uh, extra laps in this race. That's why the Daytona 500 was the Daytona 536 or whatever. That's because <laughs> we know there's going to be another. So it's get all you can every time. Screw it if there's a caution. Every chance there's a caution, there's a chance for a restart. Every chance there's a restart, there's an optimism that I'm going to gain more spots just by abandoning sh any shred of racecraft that I've ever had in my life and just sending it. And that's the position we're putting these guys in with Especially these green light records. Especially at this yeah. at this road course, I understand the 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 want to finish under green flag conditions, but I counter that by saying like, if I'm NASCAR, we're done with green white checkers, and if you wreck in the last, let's say five to six laps at any track, it it has to be a huge safety concern. Like if you just spin off the track, you're not getting a yellow. I'm not throwing a yellow. Like. And then you've got guys manipulating for cautions like Ross Chastain who parks it in turn one and just sits there until, until the, the caution comes out, until the yellow. And then he avoids losing a lap by cranking it and driving off. Like, and I don't, I'm not mad at Ross Chastain. It's a sh crappy thing to do. Like, but from his perspective, what choice does he have? Like that's, right. that's the right decision from his perspective. It sucks because that essentially screwed my day out of a top 10. Like, I mean, if once that, because I was going, we were running what eighth at the time, sixth at the time, seven, somewhere in that. Not ten, and, and it was gonna like that was it. We weren't gonna lose anything. We weren't gonna gain anything. That was going to be the end of the race. And Ross Chastain um, causes a caution intentionally, and that that wind that series of events escalated into uh, us getting absolutely dumped in turn one. Yep. Uh, now, Ryan Priest is not blameless in this. That it. He chose the outside three times, got away with it twice, lost spots every time. The third time we, uh, listen, Bryce, we had this conversation on the radio. By we, I mean my team. I obviously was not involved in it. He's the driver of the car. Everybody's going to support him. Um, but we had this conversation on the radio before the last restart. Hey, we have lost positions both times so far. We've lost a spot. We restarted in sixth. Then we restarted in seventh, and then the final caution we restarted in eighth from the outside and got dumped. And I, don't, I guess it was the 54 who dumped us, but I, I don't think he I, got hit too. I think the 54 heard, got, yeah, I think he got hit from the inside. I've heard yeah. it was the that caused it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody and texted me like, after it, the race. It was like a domino effect. Like yeah. the guy on the inside hit this guy in the middle, and the guy in the middle hit somebody else. And then it just, yeah, priest, yeah, it's.
I, I was sitting there thinking the same thing that you were, Matt. After the first, he got the outside of the first restart. I'm like, I don't know if that's a great whatever. Loses spots, gets the second restart, chooses the outside again, and I was like, um, all right, maybe it works this time. Didn't work that time. And the third, the third restart comes up, and I'm like, he's definitely gonna choose the inside right now and outside again. And I'm like, what? Like this hasn't worked the first two times. Why are we doing it a third time? Like go for yeah. the inside, you know, try something different. I agree. Everybody was, we were, I mean, we were essentially trying to talk him into it without telling him what to do because he's the driver and whatever he decides is we're going to support. That's the correct decision. We're going to move on. So um, he said after the race, he should have gone to the inside on the last one. And it's like, well, you, you know, it is what it is. Don't worry about it. It just, right. um, I mean, in his logic, not to, you know, he's not an idiot by his logic he was trying not to get dive bombed into one from 19th place by his maybe being forced off the track wide but he has room to accelerate off that corner he like he can take that turn one as wide as he wants get a big arc and start accelerating sooner and then if he can get clear from the outside uh he doesn't have to worry about being put three wide four wide in the middle in turn one because he got two cars dive bombed down to the inside and now he's stuck and can't go anywhere. So he's, I mean, he's not, he's not wrong, but it didn't work that way on the last restart. They, they piled up so far inside and he didn't get a good run off the corner. And then when he needed to merge back into the track, there was nowhere to go. Nowhere to go, yeah. They, they just turned him. So it, it, was, it wasn't like the outside didn't work because he wasn't racing well or, or something like that. It was just yeah. like, not on the third restart, like he just got, got spun. Yep. So it just, it sucks, man. It's it sucks to to end the day like that when it's it's not your fault. Like you, you know, you you added, added the the strategy call to get Priest up in the top ten was was phenomenal. It was um, perfect. Yeah, and I, I don't want to like hold on since since you said that I don't want to miss that. I want to because we're twenty ninth in points right now, and people on Twitter and Facebook, which I'm no longer looking at, are acting like the sky is falling. And I the I get worst it. the worst hive of of villainy. Like Moss Isley in the real world is the comments section on Facebook. It, it is terrible. It is atrocious. But but I want I want to hit this point really quick because it's days like Sunday how is how I know we're gonna win this year or or you know when when we win we will win as a team together. The forty one car is going to go to victory lane with Ryan Priest and it is stuff like Sunday that makes me know that because. Our crew chief had the wherewithal after we got consecutive penalties, one for cutting the course and one for speeding on pit road in our pass through while serving that penalty. We we had we were running a two stop strategy, so I don't know where we were at the time, but we were going to finish easily in the top 10. There was a point in that cycle where we were like 15th or 16th, but Chad came on the radio and was like, hey, just let him know that he's running lap times comparable with the leader. Like, not, it doesn't matter where we're at. The strategy is all going to cycle out. There's no stage breaks or anything. We're going to easily finish in the top 10. Like, no problem. So just keep doing what you're doing. Everybody stay focused. We've had a mistake-free day so far. They come on the radio, uh, 41 pass-through penalty, cutting the course. They cut the S's. Ryan's furious. He's cussing at NASCAR on the radio. Like, he's, uh, I'm sure he's getting called to the holler. Uh, Chad tells him to shut up, that just just serve the pass through and be quiet. So we come down pit road like I, this is disappointing because now we're now we're screwed. Like that that was it. We you know we didn't wreck, but <clears throat> there goes our top ten. Uh, 
when everything cycles out, we're going to cycle out like back in 18th to 25th yep. where we where we were running in between cycles. Um, he comes down pit road. They call us again, speeding in section six or whatever, uh, pass through penalty. So they tell him that. And at this point, like now it doesn't matter anymore. So screw it. <laughs> we come to do the pass through penalty and it you know a couple laps go by and chad comes on the radio and says where's the leaders at and he got his answer they're in turn five and six i don't i don't when we're in 19 and 20 mm. and chad comes on the radio and says we can do a pit stop with 15 laps to go we're not going to lose our lap and then if we get a caution we stay out and we can we can gain all that back we and we can steal one here we can still salvage this we have to hope for a caution but we control what we can control we'll short pit and hope for a caution and i'll be damned if that's not exactly what happened we came in for that pit stop it wasn't probably two laps later that a caution came out and the next thing you know we're in sixth place on a restart we're back i mean our, our top 10 is salvaged like those are the kind of calls and with the end of the day happening how it did and the where we are in points like 29th or whatever that call by chad gets completely overlooked the speed that priest had all day completely overlooked everybody's focusing on the negatives but that that should be take a mental note of that because those are the kind of calls like that's the awareness that is going to get us a race win like if that works out a little bit better we we potentially steal one on Sunday even after uh, a, a rough day. So I I have complete confidence in this team. We're not 29th in points because we're the 29th fastest car in NASCAR. It just it hasn't been the start. Bad, to bad luck. Like you you've just you've just, you were put in the position. You had a top 10 initially. You you had a top 10 car because of speed and talent. Yep. And then and then and then you lost it because of a mistake. It is what it is. Yep. And then you regained that opportunity for a top ten because of, of, a of talent, call. great yep. strategy call, and and you lost the top ten because of its coda because and it you got fun. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. Yep. Um so, so I mean the, the reason the reason the negatives on the day were not because of lack of talent or lack of speed or anything like that. It was just circumstance, you know? Yep. And the reason you had top tens, two chances at the top 10 were because of talent and speed and strategy call and, and, and stuff like that. So eventually those are going to, those are going to shake out on top. Have like, to, they, have they, to. We can't get wrecked every weekend. I mean, we're at a strong four of six so far, but we, we can't, it just, it cannot happen every weekend and we need to do a better job of putting ourselves in position where that can't happen. And that's part of learning and growing as a team. Like we still got a lot of work to do. Nobody's satisfied. Um, we can all do better and we're trying, but it, it confidence is still high, especially with tracks like Richmond and Martinsville coming up. Yep. Yep. Uh, on the final two lap restart, Reddick was able to put his number 45, Racing Toyota out front, uh, exiting turn one on a tight left-hander. Uh, power to the lead with Bush in third, finishing uh, Alex Bowman in fourth, and defending race winner Ross Chastain in fifth. Byron fought door-to-door, bumper-to-bumper as they chased after him. Uh, did you hear, have you heard the replay 
of Kurt Busch on the call talking about that number 45 monster energy truck going to victory lane? I have not. I have not. I've heard about it. I heard it was, it was, I heard it was awesome. Like, I mean, and then some people complained about it because he's biased. Obviously he's biased. Of course you, he is. You don't know what that guy's been through. Um, I, I, got, I, I got emotional and I'm not even a, like a big Kurt Busch fan. Yeah, like, you know, I am a big Kurt, but I freaking love Kurt. Nobody that, I mean, since 2015, nobody that's worked with Kurt has a bad thing to say about Kurt. Now, if you ask Penske people from back in like 2011, they may have some choice words about Kurt. He had, he was a bit of a hot tempered uh, no, jackass not back the, in the not day. The Boosh boys. Uh, <laughs> but the dude is the consummate professional. I mean, like, you want to talk about ultimate turnarounds, career redemption story arcs. Uh, Kurt is like at the top of the NASCAR list. Um, maybe. I, Kyle, I think, now running a Chevy is going to give him a run for his money. But Pretty Kyle's, crazy. Kyle's still a hothead. Under Underneath a tame face, he's still... Kurt is genuinely like a chill person now. I don't know what he... he I don't know what religious experience he had, but he is he's not even the same person. Um, I, I love Kyle Kurt. Bush reminds me of like if Kimi Raikkonen like was a bit more of a hothead, like just yeah. says whatever he wants to whenever he wants to yep. and doesn't really care about anything else. Like, yep, absolutely. Yeah. So no, I, yeah. I haven't heard it. I, I heard it was awesome. I will eventually go back and watch it just to hear Kurt call it. It's got to be you. Could. I can't imagine the emotions he was feeling watching the car he's supposed to be driving go win a race but also like for those guys like billy scott the crew chief on that uh just i, I mean all those guys are freaking awesome it's a huge deal for them uh, but it sucks for kurt because he he helped he put that team together and now another driver has that car is is running with that team and of course he wants to see them do well but i think it, it i mean it's it's got to kill him inside to see it's it's uh, good. I'm, I'm not going to tell you anything out. about it, but it's it it's it's a little emotional. And I, like I said, I'm not even a big Kurt Busch, yeah. Busch fan, but I got I got a little emotional. I, I highly suggest I, it for you for I you expect, or any Kurt Busch fan. I expect it would make me emotional as well, and that probably has something to do with why I haven't gone back and watched it yet. Just just because I know it's gonna. I know how I feel about Kurt, and I kind of know how Kurt feels about the whole situation. Uh, I've talked to Kurt a couple of times. Um, Okay, easy there, big timer. Well, no, no, I mean, texting a couple times. I have a relationship with Kurt. I mean, he knows me from his days at Stuart Haas. His last year there was my first year there. Uh, I got to work with him a little bit, and and just in in mutual connections, we've been in the same place at the same time a couple of times, and just found ourselves in some conversation. So. Uh, uh, most recently at the airport, we fly. Joe Gibbs and uh, Hendrick and Stuart Haas all fly out of the same airport. Oh. Uh, most teams fly out of Statesville. The three of us fly out of Concord. So we kind of like, it's not uncommon to like show up in the lobby and um, see, it, like basically Joe Gibbs and Stuart Haas all standing around in the same lobby get, waiting to get on airplane. Like, it, it is a big family atmosphere you know i'm, I'm really track. surprised hendrick doesn't have their own uh their own airport at their uh you know at their, at their they do facility. they absolutely do have their own hangar at the airport yeah uh i'll send you a picture of it it's a huge hangar fits two private jets and mr h's helicopter uh and it says hendrick motorsport i mean you can't of course it. it does 
Is yeah. it is it is it painted rainbow like Jeff Gordon's car back in the day? No, Please it's go. it's a it's a tan uh, warehouse hanger and it's got a red Hendrick logo on the front of it. To have armed guards in front of it, I'm sure. Probably. <laughs> uh, one of the storylines that kind of came up, it sort of, it was after the race was over, but like as as they were coming into the pit lane, uh, Daniel Suarez, NASCAR has fined Daniel Suarez fifty thousand dollars for the post race incident at the Circuit of Americas. Uh, the fine, uh, like he he came in, hit uh, hit Ross Chastain to get Alex Bowman, and like hit Alex Bowman, and like. If you want to do it on the on the course, whatever, that's fine. E- even even after the race, bump here and there. The problem I had with this was it happened at the entrance of pit lane, and where it happened, there was a marshal standing right there in pit lane. You know, NASCAR official, like, you can't do this. If you get frustrated and want to bump somebody on the cool down lap, that's fine. Do it out on the track, whatever. You're still gonna get fined, but I don't have a problem with that. You know, it's whatever. But you can't do this type of stuff in pit lane when people are standing. Right, like there was a marshal probably 20, 30 feet standing right there in pit lane next to him. That's already a small pit lane. You, you, you got to be smarter where you take your frustration out. Yeah, and this is just a, unfortunately, our, our sport is so public and everything is videoed and every like you can't have a. He made a mistake in, in obviously Suarez was seeing red at the moment. I don't think Suarez is a bad person. He made a very poor judgment call. Uh, in in emotion uh, and it it he's lucky that it didn't get someone hurt and he's unlucky in that the entire world gets to see it and formulate an opinion on on somebody like imagine if the you know the last time you absolutely lost your cool and said something that you wish you didn't say but now the whole world saw heard you say it like it it's you can't get away from it you can't win in that situation uh, you gotta, you absolutely have to do a better job controlling your emotions. Wreck him on the cool down lap. You're not gonna get fined for that. It's on the track. Uh, NASCAR may not like it. They may tell you, uh, they may give you a stern talking to, but you're not gonna get a fine for anything that happens on the track. Um, that you know, I I don't think it would have been a fine had he bun him out on the cool down lap. I think that's just you know, I don't think it's fine worthy. It may be slap on the wrist worthy but but yeah doing that on pit road if he doesn't hit him square there or alex loses control of the car it could be a potentially fatal situation for people that that are just out there doing their job like because crew members we're allowed to come over the wall we have to get to the car uh everything like stuff's coming out of the car drivers are getting out of the car nascar officials are coming to inspect car like it's just you cannot once the race is over anything once you hit the access road it's yeah. all got to be left on the on the racetrack yep. Uh, yep. if you want to get out of your car and go punch sucker punch somebody in the face do what you got to do yeah fine but, with that i'm fine with that do not you you cannot use your car as a weapon uh in the pit area yeah if you want to get out of your car when the race is over and like go to a porta potty and pretend like you're going to dump it over or you know open it up uh i forgot who that was last week we forgot to talk about it the it was hamlin and Keselowski. <laughs> Dude, that was, that was hilarious. How do you forget to lock the door in a porta potty? That's like the first thing I do when I get in a porta potty is I make sure I lock that thing. I don't. I don't. It sounded like he had to pee so bad that he didn't care. Like, because he's <laughs> he went in there. Look, if you go in there with your helmet and Hans device on, I don't know if you know how this works, but Brad is incapable of looking down to see. 
which is a strong part of, of the male bathroom experience. Well, at least it's a porta potty. You just sort of aim yeah. anywhere. Yeah, so, so I think if if you're that desperate that you're wearing a helmet and a harness device, which restricts your neck movement while you have to go to the bathroom, the locking the door is even a further down priority than that. So. At least it was just, it, I, I'm glad you clarified that. At least it was just peeing because that, that makes me feel a little bit better. You open, it's just his back, whatever, who cares? Yeah. I thought he was in there dropping a deuce and he opened no. the door. <laughs> no, 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 to my understanding, I'm pretty <laughs> can you, sure. Can you imagine opening the door there's a driver in there with a Hans device and a helmet with his suit just down around his ankles? If, if that had been the case, Denny Hamlin would have fallen down laughing. And <laughs> then that's, if Denny had just like dropped in, it's just like you're doing now, that's, that's how we would have known Brad was just, the sudden surprise of like, oh, and closing the door, that that's that's our should be our indication that he was just peeing. Like, <laughs> definitely caught him off guard. But if that dude is wearing no fire suit around his ankles and a helmet and Hans device, yeah, I'm pretty sure Denny Denny would have just dropped it right there. Like, in, in, my head, in my head, he's also reading a newspaper for some. I don't know where he got the newspaper, but in my well, head, he he's got look a newspaper. Down the newspaper, so he's got to hold the newspaper up to the door. <laughs> oh man, that was that was pretty funny. Um, the fine and suspension are upheld for Hendrick Motorsports, uh, but the teams, the points penalties have been rescinded. Uh, so the, they, they get the money taken away, the suspensions are upheld, but the points are reallocated back to the teams and the drivers. Yeah, I'm sure if Hendrick could have negotiated their way out of this, that's exactly the compromise they would have uh, offered. So right. whatever, dude, I, I don't know. I don't care. Like, I, they must have a good argument. I kind of know what their argument was, is that they the louvers were confiscated as soon as they unloaded the the inspection going off the on at the time was optional it was not a mandatory inspection so they kind of argued that they hadn't even had a chance to change it like because the we were in the west coast swing and yeah. so they had legal louvers on the truck but uh the trucks were already the, those cars were already in phoenix when we were in vegas like with the swap outs the way that happens that the, the car by the time they they intended to change the louvers to the legal ones, uh, but they had been transported. They were already out west. Uh, and so, yeah, I mean, honestly, it's a pretty solid argument. I hate to even say that out loud, like, but but when you get lawyers and everything that, that spin it the way, you know, they, whatever, right. I don't care. Yeah. Moving on. Like, I, it doesn't matter where they're at in point. All I care about was where my car is in points, and that. The, the Hendrick, what's going on in Hendrick does not affect my life. Or we got to do better. I can't be rooting for, you know, NASCAR to take away points from another car to help mine. Like we, we just have to do better. That's what my focus is. I don't care about this penalty. I'm ready to move on. Uh, did you hear about the newest um, endorsement or a new, uh, the newest primary sponsor for Josh Williams? Oh yeah, park it, easy park or whatever. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Parking guided system, a company that creates technology aids it to help manage a parking structure. Dude, <laughs> that that is perfect. I like. I freaking. This is why you love NASCAR. Like, if stuff develops like this organically. Like, guy <laughs> gets at, suspended for parking in his race and then winds up with a new sponsor uh, that is a a parking. Uh, 
AI intelligence company. Uh, that's <laughs> that's awesome. freaking awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, ratings and everything were down from Coda this year compared to last year, but not down a ton. Um, 72.5% of the fans polled said that the Coda was a good race, lower than last year, but still the second highest rated race of the season so far this year. So that's a, that's a good thing. I think that would have been, I think that would have been higher if the race had gone green to the end and natural strategy play out for the win. Yep. Um, whatever that looked like. I think fans are tired of the gimmicks of the, the crash fests at the green white checkers. Like I, it, it really put a sour end to a fantastic day of strategy and multiple storylines organically developing i it almost felt like we were a sport again bryce there for just a quick second it was close for a second i got to feel what it was like to be a part of an actual sport and not a circus i I texted Uh you that multiple times of the weekend over the weekend that the no stages no stage racing it was a breath of fresh air for nascar it was so nice absolutely so uh, I don't know. It is what it is. We're, we move on. And we're back to stages this week. So yeah. Um, Fox. Yeah. The so the ratings were a one. Oh yeah. The, I was gonna say it's about the ratings too. Look, go to a race. I don't know. I I assume people are just tired of the Fox broadcast. I don't know why ratings are down, but these tracks are packed. Coda was slam packed. Atlanta, freezing cold, windy. I wouldn't have even been there. Packed. Like maybe not. Atlanta's probably the only track I've seen that that I know for sure wasn't a sellout, but it was still eight degrees. It was still way more full than I was expecting. I I was expecting bleachers and bleachers and bleachers. Like I'm like, nobody in Georgia is coming out in this weather to watch this crap. And they did. Um, But these tracks are slam full people. And I, I don't know if you can see that on television i i we see the tweets that da- the ratings have been down every week like i see that tweet every week ratings are down this week from last year ratings are down from last year ratings are we had an a a new car last year so everything was brand new this time of year now there's so the people that are don't care and never did care but were intrigued they're not watching and at the same time like i think people the i really think fox is just i i well well this I this weekend just, should be thrown yeah. out this, this weekend should be thrown out because what what was NASCAR going up against this weekend? Uh, the March Madness. March which, Madness. I mean, you're not going to compete with. Like. No, you're not. And it, it, like it was, it was down last year was three point seven million. This year was three point one three. So like yeah. it was down a little bit, but like so six it, more, it, million more people watch their college basketball team. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's way more drama in March Madness this year than there has been yeah. probably any other year. So I, yeah. you know, you take like 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 this weekend coming up should absolutely kill this weekend coming up i think um richmond i don't think there's anything else big i think the national championship is uh, well i mean there's final four stuff going on but that's only two games so like i think there's there's no football going on baseball is going on but who the hell cares they play six thousand games um we'll we'll beat out all baseball coverage this like easily the only thing that will compete is the sunday night game on espn and that won't we'll beat them so I don't even know what that is. Um, no basketball playoffs, no hockey playoffs yet. Uh, now, now next week you won't have any ratings because uh, everybody's gonna be watching the Masters because that's the greatest thing ever invented. They, um, we do uh, typically take a dip during the Masters. So. Yeah, but I mean, I mean yeah, it's just, that's the it, cycle of it. It's right, not, it's it's who you compete up against. So yeah. I, y'all y'all will be fine this weekend. Um, down a little bit, but not a ton. Uh, one of the other things that I saw that was kind of interesting. Dale Jr. said he and Jimmy Johnson were planning on creating a Cup Series team 
before Jimmy Johnson took ownership in Legacy MC. I didn't I didn't know that. That would have been kind of interesting to see a collab between them two. Yeah, and that's funny that that comes out because when they did that, when Jimmy Johnson bought into that team, I thought, and they renamed it Legacy MC, I was like, that kind of makes a place, you know, it's not Junior's team, but I think if Junior wants to be an owner in the Cup Series, that was the most likely team that he could buy with the petty GMS uh, Johnson and Earnhardt, kind of a split ownership four ways. Like, basically, everybody has their own car. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that I just think that that made the most logical sense that 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 was the most doable scenario uh, for Dale Jr. if he wanted to be in the Cup Series and and kind of with the name it, the Earnhardt name going into a team called Legacy like that just kind of makes sense too. So I thought that was kind of all set up and it may still be. Um, I had not heard that Dale Jr. said that, but that's mm-hmm. it makes it interesting. It make it kind of uh, fuels my conspiracy theory that 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 may happen sometime down I'm always in for conspiracy theories man you know I'm always I'm always in for a good conspiracy yeah I mean I kind of just put dots together in my head of what like natural fits and I thought that that was a pretty with the relationships established among all four of those um and Petty kind of on his way out of the sport there's no one to inherit the Petty kingdom uh so it's it's got to be rebranded and 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 phased into something so that it doesn't go the way of Dale Earnhardt's and just absent from existence so uh this weekend we head to richmond uh we come back from coda head to richmond little east coast swing here uh the wheeling series gets us kicked off on friday night at 6 30 p.m for the virginia is for lovers 150 uh it's on flow racing and mrn if you want to watch that i would love to watch that but i don't have flow racing so i might listen to it uh be hearing oh no no i won't be doing it tonight I got a baseball game to call. I can cause that. So I won't be. I won't be listening to that. Uh, tomorrow morning, we get it kicked off. 8 a.m. practice on FS1 for the Xfinity Series, and then they qualify at 8.35. The Cup Series practices at 10.05 on FS1, and then they qualify at 10.50. Wow, that's early on FS1. I guess they got to get the Xfinity and truck race in, though, uh, on Saturday. So that makes sense. Um, the Xfinity Series race at 1 p.m., the Toyota Care 250 on FS1. And then the uh, truck series goes off at 4:30. That's odd. Usually trucks run before Xfinity. Um, yeah, that's a little that's a little backwards, a little different this weekend. This is the uh, third oh, doubleheader. Texas. That's why they're at a different. Oh track. yeah, there you go. There yeah, you they're go. at Texas. That's who's at Texas. That's why okay. you thought I was in Texas. This yeah. Uh, so the trucks are at Texas. Um, Xfinity, Wheeling, and Cup Series all at Richmond. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. Um, so the trucks, the trucks will race at 4:30. Makes sense why it's later though, out in Texas. Yep. Uh, in the SpeedyCash.com 250 at Texas Motor Speedway on FS1, and then Sunday we have the Toyota Owners 400 at 3:30 on FS1. Matt, what's uh, what are y'all thinking going into this race this weekend? Uh, Hill. I, I mean, uh, honestly, we're gonna. It's not a secret that Ryan Priest is a short track ace. So we go to short tracks and we expect to compete. We show, we've done one short track this year and we absolutely dominated. Now Richmond and the uh, the Coliseum don't have much in common with each other, but if we can go here, and I'm not really worried about practice speed or qualifying speed because we saw him start what 16th in the clash and and move right through the traffic like butter. So when nobody else could, um, so. It will be this weekend's priority is Sunday and maximizing 
uh, everything that's going on on Sunday so that we have the best chance to put ourselves in position to finally get the finish we deserve or feel like we deserve um, to turn this season around because it's been an atrocious start. So it's uh, everybody's excited to get it on the right track. And we have our sights set on Richmond and Martinsville as two tracks where that can happen. Yeah, back-to-back. Uh, it's Rich, Richmond and Martinsville, back-to-back, right? No, it's uh, we Bristol Dirt next weekend, Easter. Oh, 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 Easter, we said Bristol Dirt, oh, baby. What a weekend. I'm excited for that. I'm excited for Richmond this weekend. Um, uh, and then in the F1, F1 race, we are down in Australia. FS1, or uh, excuse me, FP1 and FP2 have already gone, I think. I think Alonzo was fastest in FP2 and Max was fastest in FP1. Um Verstappen's going to win the race, or Red Bull's going to win the race, barring any any explosions, any any wrecks or anything. Yeah, and Alonso, uh, the podium's already decided. I don't yeah, know. it's 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 Max it's Perez, it's, it's Max Verstappen, and Sergio. Checo and uh, yep. Alonso. Yeah, yeah, sir, uh, yeah. So it's uh, a yeah, uh, kind of kind of a yep. kind of a boring F, uh, oh, Formula One. Pull up your local sports betting app and bet your house on that. Finish. Yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's been kind You'll of you'll win six dollars. <laughs> in the most obvious <laughs> you got anything uh, else to add before we hop out of here man no i'm gonna go get a shower pack a suitcase and get on an airplane you got her man hey keep posting those pictures dude i love to see the pictures you're posting from all the racetracks you go the to problem every is, i don't i don't take i can't take the pictures of myself so uh this weekend shout out to my buddy steve uh he came out to the race known him for a long time uh and he had pit access on sunday so he came and he hung out in the He's a big Harvick fan, so he hung out in the Harvick box for a long time. But uh, he was kind enough to walk down and say hey and hang out with me for a little while. And um, took well, some I don't pic- want pictures of you. I know what you look like. I don't. I don't want. You know. I don't want any pictures of that. That's that's fair. <laughs> I, that's no, fine. those were cool. Seeing you in action and everything. That was those were those were neat pictures on Facebook, man. Uh, seeing you working, you know, trying to burn tires. I don't. You know, that's that's sort of unsanitary. It's hurting the environment, Matt. Uh, can't no, it's not. <laughs> it's fine. It's Texas. They don't care. I'm, I'm telling you, you got to get an X and put it over that E in your last name on your fire suit, man. You got to admit it. There's an update. Uh, they, I think my fire suit for this weekend, which is United Rentals, has been fixed already. Oh! Uh, and they said that my Haas one, when it came back from the dry cleaners, it would be fixed. So what? Uh, Now, now is it going to be fixed, or is the E just going to be removed, and there's going to be uh, we'll a gap find in your... Two, two, <laughs> tune in next week to find out. <laughs> On the adventures of Matt's misspelled name on his fire seat. Over <laughs> uh, uh, Matt Ridgeway, I am Bryce Sparling. We will see y'all next week. Same time, same place. <laughs>